Welcome to the Blue Room Podcast, an intimate space where we explore ourselves, our lives, and our relationships more deeply through therapeutic conversations. I'm your host, Vantanish Atomsa, and I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. All right, guys, um, today's episode is called Breakdown and Boss Up, and we are going to be chatting about ways to kind of navigate and get over some challenging situations that come up in our lives. And if you listened to episode one, <laughs> that was a lot of stuff. And I basically just jumped, dumped all my trauma on you guys. Um, but if you listen to the whole thing, um, I really appreciate it. I thank you. And today we're going to talk about some healthy coping strategies that we can develop for ourselves to help get us through some difficult times in our lives. So um, first thing I want to do is pull a card and I'm going to pull from the end, which I love. Um, it helps to spark some, you know, thoughtful conversations and, um, I really love it. There's one for strangers, one for couples, one for coworkers. So, um, I really encourage you guys to get one. And today's poll, how do you think our differences can enhance our relationship? Um, I'm not here talking to anybody else other than myself, so I'm gonna pull another one. <laughs> okay, what was the last kind thing you did for someone? Um, how can we define kindness? Like, is that just like me going out of my way, like to do something for a stranger or a loved one or? The last kind thing that I did for someone. I'm literally just so focused on my little world and my, you know, my my kids and, and my job that I don't really, I don't really have time for anybody else, to be honest. <laughs> um, but my friend actually, so she launched a new business. Um, my friend Tia, she's my friend and mentor who you're going to see. Um, in future episodes, but she she started um, a new venture called Femme Noir. It's a consulting uh, firm that she started. And I got her a perfume that literally said Femme Noir. So it was like really um, sentimental and personal and, and a gift um, in hopes and beliefs and prayers for success for her new, her new venture. So um, that's something that I did. Um, but I'm gonna try to be kinder because obviously I didn't have many that I could pull from. <laughs> um, all right. So, yes, this episode, we're going to chat about some healthy coping strategies when it comes to overcoming difficult situations in our lives. Um, and if you listen to episode one, again, that was like literally like a trauma dump. It was actually difficult to record, but it was really important for me to kind of let you guys know where I'm at, where where I stand and why this podcast is here, why my practice is here and, and kind of what I'm trying to do through these things. Um, but if you listen to it, you will see that, you know, there was some traumas that I went through in my life and um, I didn't I didn't process them well. Let's just say that. Um, and there's nothing really that you can do as a child when you've experienced trauma. Um, so there's no blame or shame or guilt 
um, for however you decide or choose to process and, and protect yourself when you're dealing with stuff. Um, but when you get out of childhood and you're in, you know, a young adult and, and an older adult, you have to learn how to take responsibility for your life. And the sooner that you can view yourself um, as less of a victim and as more empowered, I find the easier your healing journey will become. And that's how it was for me. I had to stop blaming other people, had to stop blaming my parents, had to stop blaming the people that hurt me. Um, and I had to start, you know, seeking, seeking my own way. I couldn't wait for, for apologies. I had to just basically boss up and, and take care of myself. And I did that through different things. Um, what, what would, what would I tell myself? as a child. You know, I don't know who's listening to this episode. I don't know how old you are. I don't know, you know, where what you're going through in your life, but if you are, you know, is anywhere, you know, a child or or a young um, teenager, adolescent and you're going through a difficult time, um, you know, it's it's just awkward for everybody. I I would never go back to a teenager. I think that, that was like probably my most awkward stage um but if i could say anything to anybody who's in that stage or who's struggling through it um it would be to literally just come out from the shadows like if i could tell myself anything at that age it would be to participate more i was withholding so much and i wouldn't i couldn't let myself express who i really was to my full creative potential to my full competitiveness that I that I actually I'm quite competitive but I would shy away from it I would I would let other folks win or other folks do things because it was just safer to be second or not in the limelight um, what I would say to to kids and, and young teens is to um, explore your interests like let yourself live participate partake um play the sports you know do the drama class um you know um you know be in that circle be in that group try something new don't live your life halfway don't let the anxiety um uh you know fear of of failure or fear fear of ridicule or bullying or whatever you're kind of facing um your insecurities whatever it is don't let that stop you from participating because you're going to be 20, 30, 40 years old looking back at your childhood and being like, wow, you know, there was a lot of things that I wanted to do that I didn't actually try because um, I was, you know, afraid. I was, you know, insecure or, you know, there was bullies or the people that are making fun of me. Um, you know, the older you get, the more comfortable you are in your skin. And I wish I wish we had some of that as as teenagers, um, but it definitely it definitely comes with age. But I would say you know if you're if you're a child again young young teenager just throw yourself out there, don't you know don't be afraid of what other people are gonna think. Don't be afraid of of bullies. Um, you know we were I don't even know if you call it bullying, but I was like bullied because of my weight and because of like my culture and things like that but 
I think if it happens every day, I don't even know if you can call it bullying. Like it's more like teasing, teasing each other. Like we we got it and we gave it. Like that's just kind of the, <laughs> the community that I grew up in. Um, but for me, like I let it affect me to a place where I wouldn't put myself out there. But um, but yeah, if you're dealing with you know bullies or or um, you know people that are making fun of you for whatever situation that you're in, just know that. Everyone has insecurities. Everyone is, everyone is struggling with something. Um, don't let it. Don't let it hold you back. Don't let it hold hold you back at all. Um, so the midpoint teenage self again. Everyone is is really insecure. I would say from thirteen to to seventeen, as you would as you'll hear in the first episode. Um, I did not know how to again process some of those difficult things that I was going through. So I turned to substance abuse. I turned to toxic relationships, validation externally. Um, and those are obviously unhealthy, unhealthy ways to kind of cope. But again, there's no blame or shame when you're trying to process things on your own at that really young age. You basically are in survival mode. You feel like you can't trust your parents. You feel like you can't trust, you know, your your teachers and things like that. Um, I get it. I've 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 been there. I you know, I wrote the book on it. Like I really I really felt that on so many levels. But what I would say to any teenager, any youth, who is kind of um, kind of struggling in in that stage is is again just you know connect with something that that you're passionate about you know explore your interests don't care so much what other people think because the people that you really care what they think at this age they're not going to matter in five years and ten years i remember being in junior high and there was one girl she was ruthless she was like a big ass bully like she would make fun of your clothes, of how you look, how you smell, how, you know, your weight. And she was not even small herself. <laughs> she would be making fun of other people for being a certain size. And um, and I was just so afraid of her. I didn't want to be around her. I didn't want to deal with that ridicule. Like, I was not so argumentative. So if she would call me out, or she would call everybody out. She terrorized a school. So if she would do those things... Um, it just made you feel small and it made you not want to try new things or experiment like with your hair, with your makeup and anything, because you don't want to deal with one person calling you out and then it's two people and then it's a whole group before you know it. Like that's how, that's how it was like growing up, growing up in the hood is just kind of like, it's like mob mentality all the time. Um, but that being said, the same girl if if I tell you where she's working out right now, she's struggling in her life. Like she does not, she's not, you know, in a place where she has a great job. She's not in a place where she has a great relationship. Um, she's really struggling in her life, and you know, to the point where like, you know, I feel like if she could at some point maybe ask me for a favor or ask me for for a, a job or ask me for something. And it's just so crazy to think that I was so scared of this person or I thought so highly of this person's opinion who 10, 20 years, 30 years later 
they're now asking or they're in a position where they could be asking me for for help or they could be asking me for support so everyone is literally struggling no one is better than than the next person um and you never know at one point when you might need somebody so don't don't let those comments resonate don't let them seep into you into your personality into your character um it's it's just it's just a projection usually people who are bullying and and saying things and doing things they're usually really insecure themselves and we know this from experience they're usually really insecure they usually have stuff that they're going on uh that they're dealing with in their homes and their relationships and so what they're saying to you is is just a projection and you have to look at it like is what they're saying true if they call you you know fat or ugly or whatever the case is um is that true and if you think it's true you probably need to work on your mindset you really need to start talking to yourself more positively because nobody can tell you something or make you believe something about yourself that you don't think or believe is true all right moving on okay um early adulthood anyone who is probably like you know 20s 18 19 to like early 30s um there's a lot that goes on um and and again there was a lot that I was doing I was self medicating I was you know I was doing having eating disorders disordered eatings um bad therapy bad relationships and for anyone who is kind of struggling through through that early stage um i would i would say it's really important to plug in it's really plug in you know plug into a community or or a network that that is into the same things as you are or who's interested in the same things as you are cuz it can be really isolating when like for example you're going to university or you're going to college or you might be living a different life than what your peers or people that you grew up with are living or what your parents have lived and you can feel really alone there's a lot of mental health stuff that comes up there's a lot of um undealt with emotions that come up in in early adulthood. So a lot of times it's a really re-triggering stage of life. Um especially when you have your you when you have kids. Like when I look at my kids, I'm like, you know, uh, watching them grow through the stages that I was really struggling with. I'm like, what do they need to hear? What do what do, you know, they what do they need from me? How can I be the type of person that they need in their lives? Um you know it's it's really important to connect with people that are doing the same things same things as you and another really big tip is to cut those friends off like cut friends off that are not growing in the same directions as as you are i know that there was a lot of friends who i was trying to grow out of partying i was trying to grow out of of drinking and and doing all that stuff and a lot of my friends were doing the same things and I couldn't continue to heal and grow on my journey while still being attached to the people who weren't just weren't there yet they had to process their own things they had to go through their own journeys um so i had to learn the hard way that you know it at some point you just have to cut people off it's it's going to weigh you down it's going to it's going to hurt you um you don't have to continue to be in spaces that you've outgrown. 
You do not have to continue to, to drink. You don't have to continue to party if it's not resonating with you anymore. Those late nights, those early mornings, while you're still trying to go to school, while you're still trying to go to work and change your life, um, connect with people, young adults who are trying to do better, who are trying to do the same things that you're doing. Um, it's really important because you are only, what's the saying? Like you're only as good as, or you're only as good as your friends or something like that. Like people, people can see you based on the company that you keep around you. So if you want to be known as, you know, the party person, then you know, it's, it's going to be reflected in your, in your group of friends. If you want to be, you know, seen as someone who's actually, you know, trying to change their lives and, and do better, then it's going to reflect on the people that are around you. You cannot be trying to grow one way and still be hanging in the same environments with the same people that, that you're continuing to be with if it's only bringing you down. And that's a really hard lesson that I've had to learn. And, you know, a lot of, over the years, a lot of my really close friends have fallen off. Like we don't have the same relationships that we used to because I was very intentional about my growth and healing. And I was also really intentional about me wanting to grow and, and be successful in my business. So um, unfortunately I had to cut some of those relationships off and, and it's never, it's never easy. But looking back, some of the people that I was really close to, they're still, they're still living the same lives that we were living 10 years ago and you know we we just we just want to do better we want we want better for ourselves right um i don't know if i told you guys but i um i do have a set of twins so i have three kids um my oldest is 13 and i have two-year-old twins and that second pregnancy with the twins was super beautiful um but also very difficult i learned so much about, uh, about myself through that birth um for those of you who don't know it was a twin birth that was vaginal and that was unmedicated um yeah unmedicated vaginal twin birth so a lot of times you don't hear those three things in the same sentence. Usually if it's twins, it's C-section. Um, usually if it's, if it's twins, it's medicated. Um, and my body, it was, it was not necessarily the way that I planned for it to go, but my body really pulled through for me. Um, and I knew that I didn't want a C-section. And I knew that I actually wanted medication, but I was powering through those contractions like nobody's business, then eventually it was too late. So I pushed those babies out vaginally. One was breech. That's what I wanted to say. Vaginal twin unmedicated breech. Feet first, if you don't know what breech means. <laughs> so um, for those of you who don't think a vaginal twin birth is possible, it is. And for those of you who don't think breech birth is possible, it is. And if you have a healthcare provider who's telling you that it's impossible, I encourage you to check out the Nova Scotia midwives or go find another healthcare professional who is willing to support you in the type of birth that you want. Um, I'm also a birth doula, so I'm very, very passionate about that kind of stuff. Um, so I didn't know. I thought that the babies were both going to be head down and I thought that it was going to be medicated. 
but to um just to watch my body do that and really you know deliver those babies and do what it needed to do like those babies were going to come out regardless they even knew what to do even in the moments when I didn't know how to push or I was freaking out or I was having a panic attack those babies knew that they were going to come out and so they were doing what they needed to do and kind of looking back and watching you know that birth story and and reading my birth story if you uh, if you want to read it you can check out my blog it's on um, bluenilemassagetherapy.com we have a bunch of birth stories on our blog down there um, you can read about it and it was it was it just it actually changed the way that I looked at myself because I was like wow you are actually super strong um, the body that you actually did not take care of very well the body that you know other people did not take care of very well actually ended up taking care of you very well and it did what it was supposed to do and and you pulled through so i felt very empowered giving birth that time but that being said um that the the relationship that i was in at that time um it was not very healthy you know he's a great dad um, much respect for him, but we were not in a very good relationship and I didn't know how to process that and so I felt stuck and I remember not wanting to leave because I didn't want to have again the stigma to baby daddies all that kind of stuff so I stayed much longer than I should have and we separated when they were at, at three months old so three months postpartum so imagine how much sooner we should have separated. That's that's actually f quite quick in um, in normal terms, but we really should have parted ways much sooner than that. And you know, going through that postpartum period, feeling isolated. It was also COVID. Like I couldn't visit friends. I couldn't visit family. Um, I was dealing with postpartum depression and also a very unhealthy relationship. And again, I was also very toxic in that relationship. I was insecure. I didn't have much confidence. Um, so it was, it was terrible on both ends. And I didn't know how to process uh, what was going on. And, you know, I couldn't, first of all, I couldn't go back to my drinking. I couldn't go back to my other self-medicating. I couldn't go back to those old kind of coping mechanisms that I had. So I had to really find something new. And for me, it was, um, it was the chakra cleanses. It was, um, you know, shutting everybody off, going for, for my drives, leaving, you know, my babies home with their dad and, and just like creating that quiet space. And, and through that quiet space, I actually processed so much. I was deal, I didn't know if I was gonna come home. There, let's just put it that way. There was a lot of, there was a lot that I was going through, a lot of, you know, triggers, a lot of memories that were that were flowing through. And I remember that postpartum period was being my lowest, 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 lowest point. And you know, I at at some point I was like, okay, I don't have my booze, I don't have my other vices. Um, what am I gonna do? And I had to, I had to develop some healthy habits and some, some other outlets. So for me, it was like, 
you know, working out, it was journaling, it was creating this practice, which is my wellness practice now. Um, and I gave everything to that. I, I started doing a lot of, you know, creating Instagram communities, virtual communities where I could talk with people, um, share stuff that was going on in, in, in our lives personally and, and as a community. Um, I was, you know, creating a website. I was creating community. I was, you know, do, building up our Instagram, our social media platforms. I put so much out. We were in isolation and babies, yes, they're very demanding, but they also sleep a lot. And it's not like I was talking to my partner or talking to friends or family members. So it was just, a lot of times it was just me. And I found something that I was passionate about and I poured all of that like negative energy and I and I turned it into something that I could, you know, kind of channel or, or funnel into something that would be productive. And um, the business was something that I was really passionate about. So anytime I was feeling something negative or, you know, anger or sadness, something like that, I would take that energy and pour it right into the business. I would go online, I would, you know, plug into communities, I would create content. And that was such an, um, it was such an important release for me. And it was such a healthy, healthy way to let this energy out. Um, so if you are uh, an adult who maybe has a bunch of kids that drive you crazy, um, if you're in a relationship that isn't necessarily one that you want to be in, um, first of all, you want to take time to develop your self-awareness, call it what it is. If you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like the relationship that you're in is unhealthy for you and, and making you feel stagnant in your growth, you have to call it what it is. Ignoring it or basing your life experiences off of other people's expectations for you and what your life's supposed to be is, is not going to be productive to you at all. You have to call it what it is. Be like, I don't like it here. I'm overwhelmed. Um, this is not what I saw for myself. And once you kind of develop that that piece, then you have to flip it and ask yourselves, ask yourself, what do I like? What's the type of person that I do want to be with? What's the type of environment that I do want to have for my kids? What's the type of career that I want? Or what's the type of job that I want? Um, you have to literally be so specific about the life that you want for yourself and if it's like if it's journaling if it's recording it if it's whatever however way you can express it you want to make sure that you articulate it and and make sure that you're really clear about what you don't want and then what you do want that self-awareness piece is so important um, and then from there you have to um, literally start making the changes life is not going to change for you and life is going to be difficult no matter what you're going to have to choose your hard, whether it's, you know, being stuck in a relationship that you don't like, that's going to be hard. Also being a single parent's going to be hard. Um, you get, you have to choose your heart. Staying in a job that is sucking the life out of you is going to be hard, but also so is leaving the job and, and moving and starting somewhere new. That's also hard. Uh, but once you kind of have that self-awareness, you get to decide or choose how your life is going to unfold and you get to take steps towards that. So another thing I would say actually is 
uh, as a young adult, um, what, whether you're 20, 30, whatever the case is, find what you're passionate about. Try everything. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid of the failure. Um, if you fail, at least at least you could say, you know, I tried it. It didn't work out for me. Um, if there is something that you are passionate about, if it's art, if it's um, massage, if it's sewing, if it's fitness, if it's cooking, whatever it is, find that thing that you love, that's easy for you, that's therapeutic for you, and pour your energy into it refine your craft um make sure you get you get better at it make sure that you know you pour all of your energy into it because if you don't have any other outlet if you don't if you're not doing therapy if you're not you know seeking other ways to to heal yourself then at least you know finding what your passion is and pouring all that energy into it at least that way you'll be able to to heal yourself and 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 focus on things that are making you better. So if anyone is dealing with a hard time right now, I would say the top three things that you wanna do is plug in. So plug into a community, a network of people who um, inspire you, who, who wanna see you grow and who will elevate you. Um, second thing that I would say is to focus on your health. Um, Make sure that you are sleeping well, eating well, um, moving your body in one way or another. It doesn't have to be going to the gym for two hours a day, even if it's just drinking enough water. Um, something to make sure that your physical health is taken care of. And the third thing that I would say is find your passion. Find something that, that you love, um, something that is going to feed your soul and spend your time cultivating that. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this. I hope it resonated with you in some way. Um, follow us on the Blue Room podcast on Instagram. Join the conversation and we can't wait to chat with you soon.